evening. Another episode of The Witching Hour. I'm your host, John Roysland. With me tonight is a very special guest, hailing from the Pittsburgh area, Mr. Zane Hirschberg. Zane, welcome to the show tonight, my friend. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are. Got a lot of projects you're working on right now. Oh, yeah. They never stop. <laughs> hey, it's good to be working, though, nowadays. Yeah, though. that's true. So um, to get our audience caught up, what I'd like to do is take a couple minutes and help everybody get to know who Zane Hirschberger is. Sure. Uh, you are a an all roundabout area filmmaker. Yes. Uh, yeah, I write, I, uh, direct, I film. Usually I do a lot of, uh, camera work and, um, and then just in a recent one, I do, I've been doing fight choreography as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. How did that come about? I mean, what I mean is in your personal life, actual professional training, from your past or something you're involved in? Yeah, I growing up when I started in third grade, I actually started taking uh, karate uh, from Yerg's American Karate Studio in Mechanicsburg, PA, and I stuck with it till pretty much till I graduated and moved. And uh, even along the way there, I took uh, I splintered off a little bit and took some uh, Taekwondo and uh, a little bit of Kung Fu. And uh, I've always loved that stuff. I just love martial arts in general. And uh, one of the things that we would do in class is uh, pretty much to show the techniques that you learned how to apply them. You would do these things called Waza forms. It's basically you make up your own fight and then kind of show it to the uppers that be like, okay, this is what I would do in this situation. And it's kind of like a, you know, basically you're choreographing a fight. And then, you know, growing up through high school, I loved like all Dawn of Dragon Wilson and uh, American Ninja and all those type of movies, anything with Van Damme. So, right. I always uh, wanted to do, I mean, we'd play around, do our own stupid little karate movies and that. But uh, once we got into the, the re- when I really started applying it was in the barn. Um, I choreographed all the monster fights. Okay. They did with the, huh? in the barn. And then uh, I moved on, tried to go a little bit beyond that with the new movie we're working on, Force to Fear. That one's got full on uh, combat, like martial arts scenes in it. Right, right. I've seen that looks really good, which, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, that has actually been nominated. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, 11 nominations from Genre Blast from. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, thank you very much. Yeah, a lot of people were excited in the cast and crew, that's for sure. Oh, I can imagine. Congratulations. That's good stuff. So with that, with choreographing, how hard is it? I mean, obviously, you've had years of training. Years yeah. of training. Mm-hmm. How hard is it for you? You know, obviously, time is money. You're making a you're making a film. How hard is it for you to put your knowledge, which is second-handed, into somebody else and have them do it to the point where it's believable or they can pull it off and it looks good? You're happy the way it came out. Uh, to tell you the truth, a lot of them uh, they all kind of took to it like fish to water. Honestly. Uh, a lot of them caught on very quickly, and uh, luckily, it was mainly the girls that we had to train. Um, the guys, Chad had a background in kung fu. Chad Bruns, my co-creator, okay. and right. he's, he stars in the movie. And then uh, Nexus Lyons, who's one of the 
male uh, actors in the movie. He had a uh, martial arts background, so didn't have to do much with him. And then Ted Opelinski, uh, who plays the target in the movie, he had had some MMA uh, fighting experience and he did stunt work in that. So a lot of it, uh, a lot of those guys didn't really have to do a whole lot. We just uh, sat down and uh, I, I walked through. Usually I'd, I'd meet up with whoever's fighting what scene and I would walk and I'd go, let's uh, start figuring out what, what would happen. So I'd walk walk through and be like, okay, this guy would do this. This guy would do this. And we're trying to throw in some cool moves in there. And we didn't want to be, I didn't want it to be too Kung Fu-y. Like it's more like, uh, I'd say we're like street fighting, but like uh, they do do some like, you know, I'd say imp- what I would call impractical moves during a fight that you probably wouldn't normally do. But uh, you kind of do that in any movie just to make it a little flashy. But for the most part, I tried to keep it more uh, knees, elbows, uh, punches. And I'm sure with your training, your choreography, and you doing cinematography for it, I'm sure we're going to be seeing some some spectacular shots out of the end result with that. Uh, hopefully people will dig it. We were, we, were, uh, we were even able to uh, utilize a drone and some of the fight stuff, which was pretty cool too. I was really happy with that. Oh, sweet. Okay. Very so, nice. So we even have some cool, like aerial shots and, uh, during the fights and that, which I think look really cool. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. I, I and again, congratulations for all the nominations. I hope that's a, I hope that's Thanks. a joke. I really mean that. Um, so camera producer, I mean, you, you did production work for, um, with Rocky Gray on 1031, 1031 mm-hmm. uh, you directed scenes uh, for both 1031 and 1031 Part 2 again. Uh-huh. I mean, you are just jack of all trades right now, aren't you? Yeah, quite honestly, in this day and age, you kind of have to be because sure. you always have to look at it as like if, you know, you're the only person who's going to like your stuff pretty much enough to, to do anything about it is you. <laughs> so you try yeah. and, uh, you know, cause you have people that sometimes they'll help you, but then they'll back out or they, they can't give you all their time. So you kind of have to Justin, uh, Seaman, who even attest to that. Like you have to sometimes pick up the mantle on your own and do certain things. Otherwise you're just gonna be left in the dust. If you don't, uh, you don't do that stuff yourself or at least, you know, do a lot of it. Right. Yeah, you know, I was actually I I was talking to Billy Pond about this not long ago. I'm actually working on a screenwrite myself uh, for a short film that or uh, a story that I'm hoping to be able to one day turn into a short film. And I guess you know, and, and uh, please, I, I mean, no insult to injury as far as no no actual education in filmmaking, just more the passion and the vision. Uh, of wanting to try it. Um, but as an artist, which you are, how can you look at something and say, that's it, that that's perfect, it's done. I've never put a paintbrush to canvas and been able to say, well, maybe one more stroke. Eh, if I put a little bit of splash over here, how can you go to bed and say, that's it, it it's done, it, it's perfect. I, I met my dream. My vision is completed. I, I um, just, I guess I don't yeah. know how to say. No, I, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I actually have a good uh, uh, answer for this. So, and this is this is kind of funny because we'll 
we'll be filming and this was something justin we used, we make a joke and have it now they they make a joke with me because they're always like i always say things are fine so he's like how'd it look i'll go fine and he's just like fine i'm like yeah look fine look good and when i'm when i'm watching it through the for the view like nowadays when you're watching it through like your uh your monitor and stuff uh it almost looks exactly i mean unless you take it into post and do some things but you can pretty much get it to where how you want it to look mm-hmm. and if i mean you're basically watching like a mini screen like a mini movie theater basically the way i'm looking at it and if i'm watching it and nothing's pulling me out if i feel it's it's progressing well like i'll just be like hey it looks fine it looks like a real movie like uh, it looks great um and that's why I say fine. Those the, the, like, does it look? I go, looks fine. Looks like a real, looks like a real movie. And uh, but I mean, if there's an issue, I go, uh, that looks bad. We have to redo that. We have to figure something else out. But um, there's there are certain point uh, points where you're, you know, like obviously with every production, there's things that I'm like, oh, I wish I could back and change that, or I wish I could do this again. But right. then there's also like um, things that that i really i love watching over and over again i go oh man it looks so good that looked great or, or someone's performance will be spot on and you'll be like that that's great like that's just that's just fantastic and and that's where you you said you could go to bed at night and you know just kind of rest a little bit going yeah that looks really cool it's right. like i can't wait for people to see that oh that's that that's awesome yeah i mean watching i mean over the last couple of years you know you at Justin Seaman, Rocky Gray, PJ Starks, um, you know, and I mentioned Billy Pond, and there, there's there's handfuls other, but <clears throat> you guys in particular it has been kind of like a a group, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, working on the same projects together, and I think it's awesome. If, if, do you guys ever? You're all artists. You guys all have the same vision, obviously. I don't want to get too personal and, and, you know, have you tell me about any, any, uh, right. screen fights or anything like that. But, you know, do you ever find it hard to work with people of the same level instead of, well, this is how I, not how you the book. Not really. Um, at the end of the day, it really like, usually there's someone who's in charge of whatever project, Mm-hmm. And if they're the one that says, I mean, even if someone says, ah, do you really want to do that? They're like, yeah, I want to do it. Okay. I guess that's how it is. Um, right. I mean, I don't really think we've ever had any things where like we would have a fight over. No, it's this way or no, it's that way. Um, Chad and I on shooting force to fear have had, I, and I'm not saying arguments, but we have like, like discussions where like, he's like, can we really do this? And I'm like, yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do it. Just fine. Just trust me. <laughs> it's like, um, in fact, I'll, I'll bring up. So going back to the barn, uh, there was a part in the first barn where I was doing fight stuff with Mitch facing off with, uh, the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And at one part to me, the scarecrow is like way bigger than him and tougher and stuff. So I go, dude, I was like, and I, and I took this from an old movie I saw called creature. It's from like the eighties with Klaus Kinski and, uh, uh, I forget who else, but it was directed by the same guy that did uh, a house on haunted hill remake. And oh. uh, it was part of the end of the monsters, like kind of on this plant, this 
doorway in the front of the ship. He has a bomb when it's about ready to go off. So the the main dude just runs and just drop kicks the monster out of the ship. And I remember as a kid, I thought that was the coolest fucking thing someone could have done. <laughs> like, so he just literally drop kicks the monster like off the ship. So I wanted Mitch to drop kick the uh, the scarecrow, and they were all giving me so much crap about it. Like, well, this isn't a kung fu movie, <laughs> and they're saying like, so they just had him kind of like he just kind of like just bulldogs and just kind of like football hits them tackles them but i used but i used the drop kick and forced the fear and it looks awesome so i was like you guys should have used the drop kick because it would have looked awesome in the barn <laughs> now i'll tell you man the barn was such a fun movie to watch you know if you guys had half as much fun creating it and you know and i know justin must have had hell of a time you know trying to be in front of the camera and behind the camera at the same time. Oh yeah. It was such a fun movie. It really was. I love Halloween. I love Halloween movies. And you know, so something like that really yeah, helped. So, so do we We're like huge fans of uh, Halloween, Halloween themed movies. Like I told, I was like, I could keep making Halloween themed movies for the rest of my life. And I would, some people go, doesn't that, don't you like kind of want to, I don't know what you like, like reach out and do something different or don't you want to, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm completely, I can do it. Like, I does, doesn't get old to me. I love it. Kind of looking at him like, uh, what the hell? Yeah, like, what's your point? Well, what are you looking at? My, uh, my idea with it is one, with Halloween, usually with costumes and light, I mean, it gives you so much to play with lighting wise and costume wise, and right. just make a really visually nice looking movie. Um. And that's what I usually like. I like just playing with like colored lights and like people in these nice, like flamboyant costumes or just, you know, it just, it just really works. Like, uh, and I, I have fun doing that. It's, you know, said some people may get bored with certain things. And I'm like, not me, man. I, I could keep making them all the time. <laughs> that's a wide spectrum with Halloween. You can go from friendly and happy to tacky and quirky to, you know, right. to the darkest realms of you know I mean, you can actually kind of dig up history you know with it and make it dark and evil and there's just something right like you said different kinds of lighting and it just it, i don't know i, I don't you and, can't not love it right and not only that you have like so many things like with with everything that buys it you could do like ghosts you could do witches you could do monsters you could do i mean pretty much it covers like everything covers it right so I mean, all right. How did you guys all originally, you know, form? How did you guys all get together? Uh, so Justin and I had met. Um, I actually wasn't the original DP on the barn. Um, it was another guy we know uh, was brought in, and I came in with him. He said, "Hey, you want to? I know you like '80s horror. You want to work on this?" I'm like, "Yeah." So we came in, and then Justin and I. Uh, I started hitting it off with Justin. Like I knew he liked the same kind of movies I did. The other guy, not so much. He wasn't a huge uh, diehard eighties horror movie fan. He kind of saw it as the paycheck. Uh, and, but then he, he started kind of like, you could tell he kind of just didn't care. So yeah. there were days I wasn't there. There was like some bad shots or there's, he would pass it off to other guys that were helping out that went to the same school that they all they're like a whole group of them they all went to the same school and he would give some of those guys some uh a chance but those guys would i hate since they, they kind of fucked it up they would be underexposed um just not not good so 
at the end, Justin was kind of like, well, I don't know what to do, man. I, I kept calling him saying, how's, how's it looking? And he goes, uh, dude, I don't know. So then we just came back and said, well, I said, let's just reshoot stuff, dude. I said, let's uh, let's get it to where you want it. So we went back pretty much almost reshot, like, I'd say three quarters of the movie. Wow, that much. Yeah. Well, it was well worth the extra time. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys put out a great job. Um you know, and, and that's that's what I love is that the, the feel of your movies and please take this <laughs> constructively. This is a high praise, you know, going from the barn into 1031 and, uh, you know, volumes of blood and so forth. They all have that same kind of feel to it. I'm not right. saying tell who directed what scene or what segment was written by who, but it all always it's very consistent. And I think that's a good thing. You know, you yeah. guys. I, I don't want to say you guys aren't diverse because you are, but you're not so far out of the spectrum that one person doesn't quite know what the hell I just put in the DVD player. You guys, the fans of yours, your fan base knows what to expect. And that's why you have built such a good, strong following. That's what we, yeah. Cause that's, Sort of like um, Rocky's even said this before when he's talking about the stuff we do. He goes, you guys definitely have a look and a style that people right. like. And I said, I go by what I grew up watching. Like I was a big fan of like 80s slasher films and lady or 80s horror movies like um, Night of the Creeps and things like that. So I usually try and base a lot. Like before I start a project, I'll kind of have an idea. I go, hmm, I was like, what? What, what kind of look do I want? And I'll say maybe something along the lines of this one or that one. And I'll try and start, I'll watch those movies and I'll study their lighting styles and try and, uh, try and get them down a little bit. Right. And, well, uh, he went from, um, he went from doing, well, you were behind the scenes as well. You were, you were doing the camera for the barn yep. rock and music for the barn. I don't know if you actually even met him during the production of that he's all the way somewhat west coast but right. then transition into 1031 mm-hmm. where yeah. you were also you had stepped up from camera into writer director also so how yeah for both of you guys and so how together. yeah i'm sorry so how that happened was we had met rocky finally uh, i think it was one of the we went i think we went to houston um or no Austin. We went to Austin to show the barn at the Alamo Draft House there. Sure. And um, Rocky actually li- he lives in uh, Arkansas, so he met us over there. And we uh, what, did Rocky come out from the barn? I can't remember if he did or not. Sorry, I'm asking my wife. I don't <laughs> remember if he came out for the barn or not, but um, we did eventually meet him. Yeah, that's right. He did. He did come out for the barn. That's when we first met him. And then he, I think he met us again. Down, that. Yeah. yeah, he met us again down in Texas. And um, when we were in Texas, we were talking, he was talking about 1031. And originally he was going to write all the stories. But he had, he told me he only had like, and I love writing. That's like one of my, actually one of my favorite things to do. And sure. I was kind of like trying to, I was like, hey, you need any writing done? Because I'd love to write some stuff. And then that just pretty much segued. He just said, would you just want to do a whole segment yourself? And I'm like, well, hell yeah. So I, uh, I did that. And then Justin, you know, Justin got involved and then that's how 
how we got involved in the 1031. So you directed for 1031 and uh-huh. then also did assistant directing in Volumes of Blood in 2016. Yes. Yeah, uh, PJ reached out to Justin to work on the second Volumes of Blood uh, horror stories. And uh, he gave us, I think, three or four scripts to choose from. And we picked we picked the one and uh, then we, uh, you know, we, we actually went down to Kentucky and uh, filmed for like a whole weekend. That was that was hard work, but it was fun. But it was like it was definitely long, tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So I mean, you know, I've, I've I've talked with um, with Justin. I've I've talked with uh, with PJ. Um, Rocky is on my docket to uh, to talk with soon. Talked with Billy Pond again just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I appreciate your time uh, today. Um, I'm glad I'm getting to finally talk with you and, and meet with you. Sure. Um, on a personal note, correct me if I'm wrong, is your birthday on the 28th of February? It is. I, You know, I knew there was a reason why I was going to want to say I love you. <laughs> That's so my, that is the same as mine. Yep. I, oh, I, really? Oh, wow. And I was just awestruck. And um, yep. you are one of two other people that I've ever met personally uh, that had this that share the same birthday with me. So happy belated birthday to you, sir. Yeah, same to you. I actually I think I met another person I think that had uh, February 28th as well. And I was like, oh man, that seems pretty uh, pretty crazy. Kind of rare. Yeah, I was. Um, my father I believe told me I was about 45 minutes 45 minutes shy of being leap year. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Now, luckily, I wasn't there was no leap year. I was there. So I was safe. Gotcha. <laughs> so moving forward. We got a little, so you, you got a little something building up that you guys are starting to promote. Uh, a little something called cryptids. Yes. Yeah, that's um. so cryptids actually started back in like. 2013, I believe. So I was, it was reg- reading and hearing about that first. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. So, so basically, it stemmed from this. So, I was always making the pro. This before I knew Justin. That so I was always the one spearheading the projects, and uh, the people I usually had involved weren't usually. They would give. They kind of half-heartedly help you along the way. So after the one project, I said, you know what? Maybe if I came up with something that everyone was invested in. Like we all put came in together and everyone would be a little bit more, you know, supportive of the project. So we sat down and we came up, we spitballed and uh, we came up with the idea of uh, the, uh, the monsters like crypt, like, like an anthology of uh, cryptozoology. And uh, I was like, okay, that's, that's actually a cool, cool idea. So I haven't seen that, you know, and then um, one of the guys in there, uh, he was our effects guy at the time, said, well, why don't we kind of tie it in with, uh, uh, you know, like a radio station, like uh, Coast to Coast. And I, I was familiar with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would that would work perfect. So right. we all sat down and we started doing our – we wrote our stories and started coming up with it. And uh, I was so excited. I wrote mine, like, really fast, and then I shot mine. Like, mine was the first one shot. 
And uh, God, I was really happy with it. And then when we started to work on the second one, the guys that were all helping us, which a couple of them were definitely the guys that helped on the barn too, they kind of bailed out. They just, they just don't want to help you after a while. So it kind of went dead in the water. And I was like, well, at least I have a a short that I can show. Or if we do another anthology, I could throw it in there. Uh, Especially, you know, especially if it's like, I I could have easily made it and put it in 1031 or something. Um, So after that, when I helped Justin with the barn, he appreciated me helping him out. And then I had always told him about cryptids and he said, he thought it was a cool idea. So he said, let's bring it. uh, Let's uh, get it going again. And then we started getting it going, and then we got other directors involved this time that were people we met along the way to the film festivals and uh, cons and stuff. And then uh, finally, uh, we it took a while because some of them shot some shot faster than others, and uh, then unfortunately Billy got cancer for a little while, so we you know we didn't want to rush him, we wanted him to be involved, so we didn't want to be like. Hey Billy, we know you got cancer, but can, you know, can you uh, can you hurry up with that project? <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we we said, what's that? Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, get off your ass, Billy. Yeah, exactly. You got no excuse. <laughs> so, but we're like, you know, we we wanted him involved, and I said, let's just you know give him a break, and in the meantime, uh, we wrote the wraparound, and uh, we we're trying to find. Uh, Somebody to play. I actually had got a guy to play the uh, DJ, but then Justin's like, you know what? Why don't we, uh, why don't we try to get a name? And I'm like, okay. So he, we were throwing spitballing ideas for names. We tried. We talked about Tom Atkins, and uh, wow. and then we tried. And then we we contacted Zach Galligan, but he he kind of went nowhere. And yeah. then Justin brought up Joe Bob, and I'm like, oh well. I mean, I mean, I, I my hopes on that were like. Sure, probably won't happen, but yeah, I mean, it's an awesome idea. And he finally said, yeah, we got him. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So right off that, then. Better person job, honestly. Yeah, then it was, we were back on rolling again. And I said, we already got his segment finished and he did a great job. And and actually, um, the gentleman who was originally supposed to be uh, the DJ uh, or the radio host, he understood and he kind of stepped aside and let Joe Bob then. So I wrote a character for him. He's in the scenes with Joe Bob. He's his uh, uh, engineer and stuff. So you see his name's okay. Dave Joseph. So you see Dave Joseph pop up um, in there with him and stuff. And he did a great job. In fact, Dave, uh, Dave was actually in my segment for 1031. That's why I wanted to use him again. Okay. Very cool. That is awesome. So you guys are, are promoting it through Indiegogo. Yes. So what percentage is completed, finished, ready, or what, what are we looking, what are we looking, what do we need to do yet? So a lot of the, a lot of the segments are shot. Um, some of them are edited. Some of them are in the process of being edited. Uh, some of them, like my, like the, the Melonheads one, which is the first one I shot, it just needs uh, some sound design and uh, music, which that won't take too long to do. Cause I think Rocky's going to do all the music. And um, then after that, we need one more segment that we were, it was one of the stories that we had a, a hard time getting going for a little bit, but uh, Max grow of uh, bong a living dead uh, is going to take over and he's going to shoot his, that segment. Right. And then there's a really quick flashback where 
Joe Bob's character talks about his encounter. Uh, there, there won't be any dialogue. Just he starts kind of recounting the event, and it's kind of like we're watching what's happening as he's talking. And we're gonna do a, a segment where he especially sees the Jersey Devil. So sweet. Yeah. So we, we try to cram as many mo- I think there's nine monsters in the movie. Oh, like nice. you, you get you get some bang for your buck for the movie with monsters. There's like and pretty much all of them are practical except for one that I think it's I think it's gonna be better CGI or at least digital than it would be if we, I mean, you'd need a really good suit. We just don't have the funds to pull that off. So I yeah. think we're gonna, plus, plus if you do anything about the monster, it's, it, it, I think digital kind of fits with it a little bit. It's the Mothman. So it's like, we're doing the, yeah, we're doing the Mothman. Yeah. Because that uh, sparks the whole show. So when, when the movie starts, um, it actually happens on the day of the Mothman uh, festival in in Point Pleasant. And he's talking about it. And what Justin and I, we drove down about two years ago to the Mothman festival and we shot a bunch of B roll for it. And we wanted to kind of do like an opening where like you hear uh, kind of like the opening of the lost boys where they played people are strange. You just see all the people on the, you know, around the boardwalk or whatever. Sure. Uh, we're going to do the same thing where it's like, it's going to play a song. You're going to just see all the people at the Mothman and all the weird Mothman stuff there and monster stuff. And then you're realizing that the song is actually the opening, the, the, the opening to his show. And then it just cuts right into the show. We got this nice uh, drone shot flying over the radio station and it goes right into Joe Bob and it goes right to Joe Bob. Tell him. So I think it's, it's going to be a really nice opening. Really excited about that, and I know the crowd response that I've read online. Everybody's very, very excited about it. Uh, the poster is beautiful, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, Mark Schoenbach who also did the the poster for the barn. Um, Works. We had that poster done for a while, and we wanted to, we wanted to show people so bad, but we we're like we knew we were gonna do the Indiegogo, and right. just like let's just wait until we. I mean, it was killing us to wait because we had to wait so long to get the Indiegogo rolling, because we're like, I was like, we wanted to do kind of like a double bomb. We want to do like Joe Bob poster and hope that that kind of got people interested in it. All right. Now, how was he to work with? Oh, he was great. He was, he was a fun guy. Actually a lot more, uh, I wouldn't say quiet, but not as he's more reserved and he loves to talk to, he loves to talk about like, you know, we're talking about B movies and, uh, uh, he and I were talking about like you know uh, direct to video like karate movies, especially ones from uh, uh, Roger Corman's era, mm-hmm. where he was doing like the Don the Dragon Wilson movies and stuff. So, but he was really, he was really uh, really nice to talk to. Real, he like told a lot of funny stories, and uh, it was nice to be around. Yeah, I've 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 personally I have not had the the uh, the opportunity and the pleasure to meet with him. Um, I have heard he is an exceptionally friendly, very warm person though. Oh uh, yeah. Like not, there was like no, um, Joe Bob, like, you know, kiss my butt. <laughs> like he was really nice. Um, very, very polite. Um, I say he was just a nice guy to be around in school. I'm sure that helps that much more too. Oh yeah. Together. He was great. 
So what? Uh, when can we um, knock on wood? Obviously, finances all aside. When is your release date for it? For cryptids, we're kind of hoping probably sometime in 2021. Okay. I think Justin has a 2022. Oh boy. I think he wrote. I think he had that in the Indiegogo, but. It, I think he just did that as a cushion because you never know what's going to happen. So I think he just did that. But we're really kind of hoping for 2021. Um, like I said, it really depends. I mean, supposedly those guys are going to have uh, their segment shot here, I think, before the summer ends. So, uh, and like I said, everyone's working on post. So I couldn't imagine it taking that long. And, yeah. uh, you know, then we just have to get it all together. But that's it's coming along. So plus we're also filming. We're we're, we're double di- like we're, we're filming that stuff, and then we're filming uh, uh what's it called um, Barn Two stuff. So I was gonna what you yeah. had on Warner or what what you got going on after Cryptid. Not that I want to jump too far ahead, but uh, anything else in the in the horizon after Cryptid then? Uh, we, yeah, so we're working on the barn too. And then I finally, we, we finished writing the features uh, length script for, uh, our faux trailer treaters that you saw on, uh, 1031 part two. Right. We got, we got a pretty good response from that. So I sat I, down and it was funny cause I was, I was telling the one actress from it, uh, uh, I was like, I think I'm going to make that into a movie. And she's like, how can I make that into a movie? It's a, like, it's just a trailer. And I was like, I'll do it. Damn it. I'll make it. <laughs> and we did. We sat down. Uh, we, uh, we made, the, we wrote it out. And uh, the, uh, the one actress, Abel Grydell, she was in, uh, she's in the trailer. She's the girl that gets the steam pipe to the face of <laughs> the steam. She, uh, she helped write it. So we got that done and uh, that will probably be another project. And then there's another one where we're, we're we're skirting around with um it's gonna be another kind of like collaboration with some people it's called terrors at the drive-in where it's like these kids break into an old drive-in and because they got kicked out they're like a bunch of punk kids and they get kicked out and they break in afterwards feeling like they're owed a movie since they got kicked out so they they root around they find a reel and they start watching it it's like a combination of these uh it kind of gives each director a chance to like do like this is an 80s slasher film. This is an 80s monster movie. This is an 80s zombie movie. So they watch like these uh, these fun kind of movies, and then it starts kind of bleeding into the drive and into the real world. It's like it's like a cursed movie sort of. Okay, nice. Well, it sounds like you've definitely got your hands overly full right now. A lot of projects going on. I don't want to say overly, as if in you know. Right. Handle. Uh, but I, I think that's great, man. So, well, let me ask you this quick question then. Going from going from the barn, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you were cinematographer. Right. What, what are you doing in part two now? Um, so cinematographer. <laughs> okay. I I, you're gonna lend your hand into into that plus anything else? Or uh, I did I did more fight choreography and stuff. Especially there's like uh, the very first thing we shot was a uh, a huge. Um, it's like a zombie street fight where these people go out and start fighting zombies in the street. So I choreographed a lot of the, uh, the fights in that. 
Excellent, excellent stuff, man. Uh, Zane, uh, one last question for you tonight, and sure. I'm going to let you and finally sit down and eat your dinner. What's your all-time favorite horror movie? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I have. I mean, I love a lot of them, but I'd probably say my all-time favorite that really got me like was uh, Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead and and, and Evil Dead Two. Okay. Uh, Evil Dead One and Two, I love to death. I'm a huge fan of Night of the uh, Night of the Demons as well. Can't argue with any of them. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, take a second. Zane Hershberger. Zane, thank you so much for having sure. joined us. Oh, wait. One Sorry, I got one other thing. I w- so I did also work on uh, PJ Starks is <clears throat> working on a new project. It's called 13 Slaves of Christmas. And he got John Hale involved, who is the gentleman who directed The Conduit short film. Uh he brought him in, and I actually – John asked me to come on. I actually shot his segment for that. So keep an eye out for that because that actually came out really well too. I saw PJ uh, made a little road trip over I think it was the last week or so and was showing a lot of uh, a lot of different pictures and stuff that he had taken. So yes. yeah, next to Halloween, a good a good Christmas horror story is, is always up there at the top of the range for me as well. Yeah, same here. So that's awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time with me. Um, definitely come back, talk to us anytime. Sure. Um, you guys out there listening in, keep an eye out for Cryptid. Indiegogo, please go help support. Support Indie Horror. Zane Hershberger, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, my pleasure. I had, a, I had a great time. Like I, I love talking about making movies. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely do it again. Everybody, thank you for joining me. This is John, and this is the House of Tortured Souls production, another episode of The Witching Hour. Until next time, everybody, keep it evil.